Hi, I'm Simon Rushton and this is Taxi Chronicles podcast. On this podcast, we spontaneously interview unsuspecting passengers with their permission, allowing them to share their intimate life stories and concerns. As our slogan states, real riders, real stories. Some riders prefer to be anonymous, while others ask me to tell their story later on. Either way, there are all genuine 5 to 10 minutes stories. So sit back and enjoy this episode. Morning, morning, morning. Yes, another rider, another day, another story. We've got the lovely Veronica in the car. Hi. Yes, she's into cats. She's into um, gardening and she's a software engineer. And there's something else that she just told me, which I forgot. <laughs> but she's going to tell us all about it in the space of 10 minutes. So tell us, why cat videos? What, what is, are you into cat videos? Like cats themselves, so I currently have two cats. Okay. Yeah, so Cookie and Reggie. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so Cookie's now seven. Mm-hmm. And she's like a English blue, so she's really fluffy. And unlike her name, she's actually grey. Okay. And so cute. And then you have Reggie, who is one years old, mm-hmm. and a handful. And she's a little tuxedo cat. The reason her name's Reggie is because when I first got her, I thought she was a boy. And then I had that awkward conversation with the vet. And I was just like, oh, he, he. And the vet kept going, she. And I was like, no, it's a boy. His name's Reginald. And they were like, no, I'm pretty sure it's a girl. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so the vet's like, I do do this for a living. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so you can kind of take my word for it. Yeah. I know what it looks like. And I know what it doesn't look like. Wait a minute. Did they cut his balls off? Did you cut, cut his balls off? Is that what you do with cats? Yeah, so you you either like cut their balls off or you like... Don't you think that's cruelty? Cruelty? Oh, see, I... Okay. No, I do. I kind of... I'm on the fence in this. Really? Where it's like, if you're a good owner, you're not going to let any stray cat into your house to impregnate your cat or your cat, like, go impregnate others. Yeah. So then it's... Oh yeah, I do understand that. However, if you do have an outside cat, you really can't monitor what they're doing 24/7. Yeah, but it's I would say the cat has rights. Yeah. And no one should be cutting someone's genitalia off. Yeah, that's true. And but bet you're going to tell me you're vegan or pescatarian at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I'm vegan. See, that's hypocrisy because you're talking about the world and the planet and all of this and then you go around chopping animals private part well, yeah but I'm vegan just for, for your own entertainment no no but <laughs> just for your own entertainment you know it's like really yeah because you got the cat for your own use didn't you you didn't think ah oh, he needs a home let me give him a home yeah you but thought, I'm not vegan I'm... for the animals so I'm, an, I'm, not, I'm literally I first generation immigrant like came yeah. here from Nigeria yeah. like when I go home I will descale the fish I will do all the stuff however I decided six years ago that the earth is dying. The number one polluter is animal industry, which people don't even realize. The biggest like buyer of antibiotics, the animal industry. So mm-hmm. if we're all talking about antibiotic resistance and they're like, oh, take your full dose of antibiotics. But if you've already eaten a steak earlier, who got like okay. penicillin and all of this stuff injected inside of them. But don't you think it's 
the problem is is the way that they deal with the animals not yeah. the fact that the animals are the problem yeah because, it is the way that they like deal with because, animals but the problem now is that everyone wants to eat meat yeah but like in nigeria i'd be very surprised if they're injecting the animals with penicillin yeah and stuff so i lived in kenya and it's you know you see the animals raised they're running around mm-hmm. in the street or in a forest or on the plains and they're solid strong animals yeah so pro- totally different tastes of meat so when you're in nigeria you could easily go back to eating meat i could but it's been so long now that my body is completely changed yeah but that's something you'd need you think about it that's something for generations your your ancestors have been around for uh, however many a thousand or millions yeah but of years. cows only got brought into like nigeria yeah, not, based on colonization yeah but i'm so not talking just cows and stuff so yeah. like i'm and like i think it's based on like different sorts of cultures like for example in ethiopia there's a huge tradition of going vegan during easter because yeah. you're doing all like repentance and you're trying yeah, to see yeah. how much cause you do to your earth and all around you uh-huh. i'm completely fine with that i don't judge people for eating meat that's your own prerogative mm-hmm. however if you're going to continue eating meat in a western country you should at least know that you are destroying not only yourself inside mm-hmm. but you're also destroying like smaller marginalized mm-hmm. communities because all of these like all of these plantations mm-hmm. destroy communities because for example, last week, the biggest corona outbreak happened at a meat plantation farm in Germany. Why? Because they're all really close together. They don't have that many mm. like health and safety regulations because oh. you don't need that many for me, full stop. Some people would look at it like the problem is the farming industry needs to be regulated. Not the consumers need to take it upon themselves to start um, having to change their diet after thousands or millions of years of being on the planet. If government does its job and says, listen, you can't be injecting these animals, they need to be free in the field, it's like so many per square meter, mm-hmm. etc., etc., then the problem solved. Yeah, but the governments aren't going to listen unless the people do stuff. It's supply and demand at the end of the day. Because the, the demand keeps going up, supply keeps going well, up, they keep trapping them in smaller and smaller cages because people want to eat chicken every for every single meal. Yeah, and the chickens are getting smaller and smaller. So then we directly are affecting evolution for our own like greedy use. Well, but I'm saying if everyone knew their own animals and then killed their own animals, I don't mind. You do what you want to do. Like if I had a farm, I'd probably go back to eating meat because I know where it comes from. I was responsible for that. So you're more concerned about where it's come from. So yeah. if you lived in the rural, rural areas of England and there's a local farmer... Yeah, for example, yeah, I used to meat. live in Buckinghamshire. My mum lives in Buckinghamshire. Mm-hmm. I know the butcher. The butcher's daughter and I went to school together. Mm-hmm. We used to collect meat from her butchers all the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't see a problem with eating meat until I moved okay. to the city. Fair that's a, I, I will say you're probably the first vegan that's got a fair enough argument. Because, <laughs> and, and why I say that is because you've actually acknowledged what I'm saying. Yeah. The only disagreement we have is the fact that you feel that like the public need to do something about it and make themselves suffer yeah. where the i say no the government needs to do something about it and stop the farming industry doing all these things to earn an extra penny but the thing is the lobbyists the farming lobbyists are so strong like last week they wanted to stop veggie like or vegan burgers being called burgers because they said oh it's bad for the meat industry and it's like, oh, if you're so threatened by, like, veganism and, like, us being like, oh, okay, factory farming is not okay, then 
there's clearly an issue there. But do you know the first genetically modified food was a tomato? And that's fine. Go on. Because now I'm able to grow tomatoes inside my greenhouse all year round. Now I'm just saying, I'm just pointing out to you that um, that in in that being that, it's like we can eat vegan and all of these things mm -hmm. but at the same time the genetic true genetically, mo genetically modified food is also vegetables yeah because one animals are natural but they're just injected with crap but plants are actually started from something bad like yes and no however, no, i researched this you like that's the same with animals and like they do the same thing with animals so, right so you're like... saying remember they've created a seed yeah, so they'll pick whichever bull is the strongest and whichever like car, cow like actually produces the best milk. So they'll keep making these two keep Pregnant. like reproducing, keep reproducing. Yeah, but that's different to make in a scientific lab creating a seed to grow a vegetable. Um, I think it is cell splitting. I don't think is that much different to forcible insemination. Oh, okay. One of them hurts like a living being another one doesn't no, no but what like, i'm saying is the outcome for human beings i'm not talking no, about the, the outcome for the human being is exactly the same because well, you're forcing evolution to happen by forcing the strongest to get with them one which provides you the highest yield you're forcing that to happen it's the exact same in plants when you well, do stem cuttings but yeah this is no, I, I hear what you're saying uh, i'm not disputing what you're saying because you sound like you, you're much more ed informed on this than I am. So I'd have to go away and do my research on this. We have actually run out of time. Oh. We're at your location now. Sorry we didn't get to talk about your being software engineer oh, God, yes. and, your, and your love for other things. But, you know, it's one of those yeah. things. Uh, so, um, if anybody wants, are you on? Are you a veg, like a vegan with that, that's on Instagram and always posting stuff? Um, no. So okay. <laughs> I kind of wish I was. Oh. So I do have accounts for said things. Like I have accounts for my cats. I have accounts for my plants. I have accounts for like veganism. However, okay, so I'm very lazy. So if anybody wanted to follow you, oh yeah, um, what, what? at v e e s u l e. So v sule. Oh, Visele. Yeah. And that's for the that's for the vegans. Oh no, that's just for regular me, and then you'll find everything else underneath. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay then. All right. Well, thanks a lot for that. Oh, thank you so much, much for having me. Much appreciated. Oh, thank you. We hoped you liked that episode. Keeping in mind, we never know who we're going to interview. We post twice a day. 8am and 5pm GMT. Have you ever considered the future economies to invest in? Why not listen to our sister podcast, Africa Investor Stories? Considering Africa has the fastest growing economies and population on earth and has done for many years, it holds 30% of the world's known natural resources. We publish twice a week, Tuesday, with a guest investor and Fridays talking about investment, politics and history, providing a clear understanding for any potential investor.